Thanks for stopping by and checking out Dude, Where's My Mind? A collection of short stories, insights, and conversations about my accidental spiritual journey. On this segment, we're talking about how to find peace when you're feeling guilty. I call this episode, It's Not Personal. Enjoy! Yeah, you know, uh, you earlier you mentioned about non-interference, um, mm-hmm. but you still need to give them guidance, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think that's what the thing is now. Like, I'm trying to take a step back where I'm uh, looking at my kids from a different point of view. Like, I'm there, I'm here for, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like their, like, I don't know, guardian. And I'm not their owner. I'm kind of a person that's really supportive and like their biggest well-wisher in life. But, (laughs) you know, I I cannot interfere as much as I do. And that's why I think I was burning out a lot. Because when you have kids, as you know, you know, the days go are super long because they can start really early in the morning. They go throughout the whole entire day. Sometimes they wake up at night and it's like, man, when do I get my free time? When do I get my me time back, basically? And, you know, I bump into a lot of parents who are feeling in the same kind of zone. Like, okay, once the kids are out, you know, I'm like scrambling to eat, clean a little bit, throw things back together and just get me time. And it's getting really funny, though, because me time is just so different from different for each people. And what's happening is like sometimes depending on what your me time is, if it's unconscious behavior, you just feel more burnt out again. But if it's behavior that is more focused or um, it, goes, it goes beyond thought, essentially, it's kind of more regenerating. Like when you get into the zone of doing something or something that you really love to do versus like, okay, I'm just going to watch TV right now. I'm going to watch a, a season of, of Sons of Anarchy and just like sleep in front of the TV, wake up, and then do it all over again. I feel like people are really burning out because me time is really, um, Actually, yeah, not really understood. It's really a good point. What is me time? You know, actually, you know, when you were talking, I feel like being truly present actually is me time. It doesn't even matter what you're doing. You can even still clean up. But then, you know, you're just uh, being present with it, not like uh, I have to get this done within certain, certain you know, minutes or certain time. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just go with it and uh, not think about it. Just, you know, do, because uh, awareness, its intelligence is super way beyond what the mind can comprehend. Of course, the mind is the tool there. So here you are, the master, and you just uh, go with whatever is presented to you. And, uh, you know, whatever needs to be done is done with, uh, with of course, uh, the conditioned uh, tool or trained tool of the mind. And, mm-hmm. you know, then you may have a different feeling after even less is done, but uh, quite possibly you get more done. But at the beginning, yeah. if you are not used to it, then, you know, who knows, 
but uh, that's not the important part. The important part is you're being present. You're not being either, uh, you know, tortured or uh, worked by the mind, you know, like uh, the mind can mm. uh, pull you in many directions and sometimes uh, comes with judging voice. And if you are not aware of it, then you're not being the master. And the, the mind is being mm-hmm. the master. And you just don't get a break. Even if when you feel like you're entertaining yourself by watching TV or whatever you think you like, but actually you're entertaining the tyrant, the mind, you just say, okay, yeah. give yeah. me a break. Don't, uh, you know, judge me now. And then the mind gets entertained while you are actually still being ignored. And when you watch TV, mm. basically, you're not really uh, getting me time. You are really just entertaining the mind by, you know, booking up uh, the personal mind with whatever you're <laughs> watching, whoever wrote that thing or made that thing that individual or collective mind. So um, you are not getting a rest. No. And I also think maybe what you watch on TV as well, like my husband, he has this like trend of watching a lot of things that are exploding or like a lot of gunfire. Mm -hmm. And right before he goes to sleep, either he's playing like a video game or watching something like that. And then he just falls asleep to it and then wakes up and is like, oh, man, I'm so tired. I'm like, yeah, I can see why, Mm -hmm. you know, I can totally see why. And I notice it more and more when I let my kids watch TV because I I tell my daughter, I'm like, Mila, don't go zombie brain because she like snaps out and she goes in her eyes like twilight into this weird zone and she cannot look at me I'm out like the focus the tent like the pure absorption that goes into the tv like you can see it in a kid and it's freaky because then you're like man like what's happened to an adult like when we we were just like immune to it now because we just watch it like we can watch it for much longer than when we zombie out you know because they zombie out like within five minutes basically Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's the quality of the me time for sure yeah, because first you have to know what is this me, right? How do you like uh, take what do you take yourself to be? You know, um, because uh, uh, the true uh, me time is resting being, uh, you know, even being present uh, with uh, doing things, you uh, just go with the flow, then that's uh, still resting in being it's it doesn't mean uh it doesn't necessarily mean you do nothing just sit there it's just that you are not uh, being worked or um bossed around by the mind Mm. yeah yeah i've noticed that because some days when i'm purely present with my kids it's really quiet and I'm like, how come it's so quiet in here? And I'm doing the same thing I do every single day. And then sometimes, you know, when you kind of, I, I, you know, I, I fall, I slip, and I can become unconscious. I can tell immediately because I think everything is so noisy, mm-hmm. so noisy. But it, when you stop the like all the noise that's in your head, and everything just goes a little bit silent, and you just watch your kids, you become an observer of your mm-hmm. children. 
all of a sudden you're like, hey, being with kids is actually really peaceful. Yeah, because, the, you know, like our thoughts, our energy, like they, um, the kids are very sensitive to energy, yeah, just like pets and, you know, like they actually act out our energy. Sometimes we, mm. we even if when we're just thinking, um, you know, life actually um, uh, manifests something um, through all the beings around you. And when you have kids, then kids are just the direct, uh, you know, um, uh, interface, you can say, like, yeah, they just um, uh, express whatever is in your either subconscious or in the energy field and uh, almost like a here, this is, uh, you know, what uh, um, maybe you need to see or you need to um, uh, give attention to whatever that is. Uh, yeah, so when we are present, actually, that's the best, also the best gift to the children, because uh, then their being can shine without having to, uh, you know, um, participate in your um, uh, energy manifesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and yeah. You know, I, I put that to the test. Like I kind of started operating in like little case studies because now I'm just curious, like, you know, is this energy for real? Am I really, you know, creating my days? Am I really creating life? And some days I'll just wake up and, you know, I'll start thinking about different things. And I'm like, oh, I noticed there was a shift there within the kids. They start getting a little bit more wild when my mind starts drifting. And it's kind of like, I remember when I was like training my dog, let's say to walk mm -hmm. and, you know, if I, if I kind of, you know, get distracted, start talking to someone, looking on my phone, my dog starts sniffing around a lot more and getting a little bit wild. But when I'm there with my dog, breathing in and out, walking beside her, we have a flow. We have a natural thing. She knows not to stop. She knows we have a rhythm. Yeah. And that's how we train each other. And then I started noticing the same thing with my yeah. kids. They are there when I am there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, it's actually fortunate. They, you, you think you are their guardians. Actually, they are your guardians of your being, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Because yeah. when you get lost in your mind, they are there to, you know, uh, hopefully get you out of the, the trap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've noticed I, I started, you know, sometimes when I'm trying to, really uh you know Sasha he's 11 months old so I still need to change his diaper and this guy like kicks and fusses and like does all these things and I'm panicking I'm like oh, oh you know what I can feel the franticness and I thought so I give him like a, a nose cleaner or like anything I can grab and give it to him I'm like here Sasha hold it and he gets distracted mm -hmm. redirected and then you know he lets me change his diaper and then I realize I'm like you know I'm teaching him how to deal with life right now hey, when you don't like a situation, just distract yourself, just distract yourself. So I started changing the way I was approaching, changing my diaper with him. So I would sit down. Every time he would shoot up, I'd be like, okay, Sasha, we're going to do this. Every time we'd kind of work on it together. And I would try to be there instead of like freaking out internally myself, like this kid's going to roll over. I got to give him something. I got to give him. No, 
and nothing crazy is going to happen. When I step back, I'm like, he's not going to fall off this diaper chain. Like, I got him. It's going to be okay. And maybe if he does fall, he'll learn not to do this. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Like, just take a step back from the situation. Oh, great. But what I was giving him in that moment was just frantic energy right back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you can actually notice that uh, from, you know, your baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you hear it so often, like, you know, children... Children are pure, children are perfection, and, you know, they're the life's, you know, best teachers. And you see it when you actually start hanging out with them, because you're like, oh, all this stuff that they're picking up that you see as, uh, that you may judge as being negative Mm -hmm. or bad, you know, they're picking it up from the environment that's around them, because they're absorbing everything that's in that environment. Yeah, they do have a lot to, you know, show us, teach us, because they, you know, this they're really uh, angels in the true sense. Uh, but of course, you know, they will have to go through what we have gone through um, uh, because uh, they are, uh, you know, not beyond the mind. Uh, mm. uh, the conditioning, yeah. Yeah. you know, will um, be a part of uh, the life experiences. You know, for us, it's not a mistake. It's just uh, a necessary uh, part of uh, our human experiences. So, um, but uh, their energy uh, and their expression is definitely pure in that sense. Um, uh, but our destiny is to, you know, go through what we have gone through and go beyond. Yeah. I remember I was talking to you a couple of days ago and I love the way you put it when I was telling you that, you know, I, I really wanted to cook for my daughter and I wanted to put love in it. I wanted to make her a home cooked meal and I gave it to her and she didn't even want to look at it. Like, you know, and it, it hurt me. It really hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I was like, come on, Mila, like you gotta have a yeah. butt, you gotta have a no, no, no. And the more I try, the more I try, yeah. like the less she wanted it. Yeah. And we, we've gone into fights over this. I'm like, how could you not eat? There's kids in the world that don't have food, you know? <laughs> I one time to Yeah, that's our conditioning, you see. Uh, our, our conditioning is yeah. it's about yeah. us. It's not about you, right? Yeah. But actually, yeah. you know, um, they are just being very simple and direct <laughs> and honest, you know? Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, because it didn't taste that good. You know, I'm still no, learning myself. Not necessarily. Even if it tastes good to you, it doesn't necessarily taste good to, you know, other people. Yeah, you know? true, taste, true. Uh, we can have totally yes. different tastes. Yes. <laughs> Our conditioning is different for some Chinese food, you know, and uh, my husband can't even really, um, but he usually, they, I'll give, you know, just one taste or something but you know just the conditioning you know for for many Chinese people Mm -hmm. they they are like delicacies maybe (laughs) Um, but yeah I'm you know not very strong about any particular food but it's just um, uh, it's always like others reaction is always about that individual not about us you know, but yeah. uh, but yeah. our conditioning is usually the opposite. We always feel it's about us, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's uh, such um, um, uh, 
how should I say that that's um, such an illusion that people don't see through and uh, then get um, confused further and also get like a lots of unnecessary suffering. You know, when people say something not so uh, highly about you or um, the opposite, uh, very good about you, actually it's not really about you. It's about what's inside them. Uh, it's about their state of consciousness. It's about what's going on in them. For instance, even the simple, uh, say, the man says, I love you to the woman. Actually, it's not about the woman. Mm -hmm. Because one day mm -hmm. he changes like, I hate you. It's still, it's not about the woman. You know, it's something going mm -hmm. on inside them. How they see and yeah. so on. And then, you know, either way, if you don't take it personally, it's really much uh, uh, easier to, um, you know, just um, move around, move about with your own experience. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And so my approach now with food is like, I'll put my energy, I'll put my pure love into whatever I'm making and I'll present it to her. I'm like, hey, baby, here's your food. And she can eat it or not. And, you know, we'll try to figure out other options. And I think the best thing is I've let go of the, of the attachment of like, you know, oh, is she going to eat it? Is she going to like it? Or is this going to be successful or not? You know, like putting stress behind the food. It's kind of just an offering. And, uh, you know, it's made out of love. And we'll see what happens, you know. And, and again, it's not taken personally anymore. And before I never understood that because I'm like, well, I'm the mom and my job is to feed and blah, blah. You know, and I was doing any means necessary. Like I would turn on the TV and like just start shoveling food into her mouth. I remember I was talking to you that she goes into, she turns into a zombie state when she watches mm -hmm. TV and that's when I feed her, you know, and that's how I was getting food into her body. And once you realize there's a whole connection of the love that you're putting in making the food, the attention that you bring while you're eating it digests, it, it breaks down in your body in a totally different way versus shoveling food in a zombie state. And it could be the same food that everyone is eating, but how you break it down, how you experience that food is totally unique and it totally will, you know, jive with your system in that way. And, you know, it's kind of like having this interesting job of being a mom. It's like nobody really knows, you know, you see it, on TV and you see it, you know, in glimpses of your own life. But like when you have to do the job, it's like, oh man, how does anyone do this? How does anyone do this? How does anyone be a mom? How does anyone be a parent? How does anyone all of a sudden learn how to be a nurse and a cook and like uh, a teacher and all these different things that you try to do perfectively in, in some way. But, you know, it's in, it, I don't know. It's, I think it's overwhelming for a lot of people and, you know, it, um, what am I trying to say? I think there's a lot of guilt in the position of taking care of kids because no one knows how to do it. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, like um, um, as if there is a perfect way, you know, like uh, um, because the mind, uh, uh, our, that's the nature of the conditioned mind is like uh, judging. It's um, that's uh, mm -hmm. basically what feeds it to, to survive, to continue. 
you know, and about the guilt, that's when you need to be aware, uh, you know, um, the mind actually doesn't know much. Um, uh, it's, it really doesn't know what it is uh, saying to you. And at least you are aware mm. of it, then you don't, you know, um, take it uh, uh, seriously, or at least you question it. You don't believe it uh, totally, so you mm. don't uh, get trapped mm. in it. I mean, uh, the sense of the guilt is a big one for me, you know. Um, uh, actually, uh, um, uh when my daughter was very young, like six years old, I left China and uh, she stayed in China with my ex-husband. And I mean, the decision itself was not difficult because it was not a, like a, a plan of lifetime, say, I'll never, uh, you know, be back or she'll never uh, come to be with me. But uh, what happened was, uh, well, it turned out to be that way. Um, and the, the difficult part mm. is, uh, you know, uh, when she was still young and uh, I, I was, um, well, uh, due to the complication, I would say, of uh, uh, her uh, father's family situation, I wasn't even able to uh, talk or communicate with her. And basically that was like, um, you know, um, a total cut uh, uh, mm. tie, you know, and that, you know, was uh, the hard part. And uh, I uh, had lots of guilt because of that. And then, you know, at the time, this was so, seemed so logical, right? You, you know, you, you're a mother and the child is so young and, and you can be there uh, with her. But then I am here and I can't be there and here both ways. And also the assumption is, was that it would be better if I was there. But that was just an assumption. Mm -hmm. Actually, the mind doesn't know, and and it will um, never be known in the way um, we usually think. Anyway, life has its plan, and uh, uh, you know, um, one day you will see it so clearly that each moment that has passed, however it was, actually was just perfect. Uh, and complete in its mm. own way. And this is beyond the mind. This, you know, just, um, anyway, for instance, uh, in my case, you know, the deep sense of guilt um, became the driving force of my seeking for inner peace, uh, which led me mm. to, you know, this mm -hmm. uh, spiritual awakening experiences. And then after all, you know, we are, not what we think we are, you know. Life is experiencing uh, this uh, dimension, this world of forms through mm -hmm. each uh, uh, each forms, including human forms. And life uh, uh, wants to, you know, uh, awaken, um, uh, become more conscious, and then 
in a way, life uh, did just that through uh, this body-mind, which I mean my body-mind. Mm. And then, you know, what is good, what is not good, it's not up to a particular individual's mind to decide it's what life mm-hmm. is about. So um, mm-hmm. uh, th- that's why, you know, when, when the mind judges, it doesn't even know what it's uh, doing because uh, um, it doesn't really know. It's almost like you can see a grain of sand is judging the whole beach, mm. you know? Basically, that's how it is, actually. What we truly are is the whole beach. But the mind is like just a speck of it, just a grain of sand comparing mm-hmm. to the whole beach. And yeah. that's also why, you know, it, um, it has this um, uh, insecurity uh, feeling because uh, it knows something is not totally real, totally true about the mind being uh, you, you know, you know, it, know, yeah, it, it knows, it, the truth. It, it, it knows it's not the whole truth. It knows it's the kind of imposter, but, uh, but then yeah. it's an innocent misperception in a way because it, it doesn't uh, really know. It's a kind of a paradoxical because it, and how should I say, like instinctively or intuitively, um, you know, we mm-hmm. know um, uh, you know, uh, we're just not what we think we are. And that's why, you know, uh, we are so uncomfortable um, when, uh, when, when, the, when the mind feels empty. You know, the first, uh, um, I mean, maybe the familiar feeling is loneliness, you know, when someone is alone and mm-hmm. and then very uncomfortable with uh, that kind of loneliness because the mind is actually threatened because at this point, it fears that if you actually feel through the loneliness, feel through the emptiness of the mind, Actually, you can see your true being. You can intuitively encounter your true being. That's why that's where the mind gets uh, very uh, disturbed or uneasy, and uh, and it tries to, uh, you know, tries to get your attention out of there. Because if you, yeah, if your attention Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stays there. Like like a child trying to get away from getting a diaper. It's like, quick, here, there's another thing you can look at. There's another thing you can think of. Help you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's really funny. I never thought about that. Yeah, actually, when, when, when we are truly present, when we are truly connected, you know, when we are alone, actually, we are we are totally connected with the whole universe it's uh, it's really um, mm. uh, what not the not uh, yeah. what the mind can actually even imagine yeah mm. and you know when i changed my approach to talking with my mind 
you know, it's so easy to, it's so frustrating. You know, you're trying to meditate, trying to clear your mind and a thought keeps coming up, thought keeps coming up. And in the beginning, you know, you get a little frustrated and you try to swat that thought away, but to approach it like a child, you know, what is this thought? What, what are we talking? What is this? Why are you bringing this up to me? Okay, let's take a look. Okay, it's nothing. You can float on by. So when you talk mm-hmm. to it like mm-hmm. a loving way, like you would do mm-hmm. each thought to a child, it kind of just mm-hmm. works its way out. And if it keeps coming back, you just, you know, you just correct mm-hmm. it once in a while. But I felt that approach rather than just, okay, get out, you know, trying to like take a deep breath, trying to center myself. It's acknowledging it and, you know, mm-hmm. loving it in a way. And then it okay all right i'll be good i'll listen yeah if it works you know um because uh, some people can get lost by doing that you know if they start to talk to their thought and Mm. you know the mind is very tricky and uh, it's a it's a such a trickster (laughs) and before you know it you you don't know where you are it is yeah 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 it it is true though you know if you actually uh treat it like a loving mother um uh it can actually uh surrender itself uh in a way um and uh just serve as a tool or as a servant uh, um and you know um it doesn't mean everyone needs to actually talk to uh, our uh talk to the mind like that so long as you are aware there is a thought which is irrelevant to the present moment you can just uh, actually um, you know let it go by you know but if a a, if a thought is which is very persistent you know like it keeps coming back well then there may be something you really need to look at and see through, do some investigation, even meditate, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, see what, what, what really it's uh, bringing to you to see through. Yeah, like uh, even, uh, even uh, for instance, uh, after some awakening experiences, uh, the, the sense of guilt was, uh, you know, my experience of uh, leaving my daughter you know it kept coming back actually for a while for a long mm-hmm. time actually you know our our instinct is to I mean our conditioning I should say is to avoid mm-hmm. it to say okay I, I, you know I have seen through it you know it's the past and so on um but you know, uh, life—the intelligence of life—can see that you are resisting something. You know, you are secretly, secretly still believing you did something wrong. You here being identified mm. with the body mind. You know, and uh, instead you hand it over to life because life actually is doing everything through even the mind through everybody mind so 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 long as a moment has passed it that moment no longer belong belongs to any individual it's no longer personal it's part of the whole of life actually 
but uh, um, as uh, you know, um, our conditioning goes, we usually take it quite personal, as if we knew exactly mm-hmm. what was going on. Actually, you know, um, uh, ultimately, even at each present moment, nothing is personal because you don't even know um, what your next thought would be and uh, mm-hmm. or how you would interact with that thought or how you would react or act on that thought and um, how you would feel, you know. We don't really know because uh, uh, we may have a pattern, but that's only in the conditioned patterns. Mm. Um, and how a thought actually arises in our awareness is not... Um, as what our mind thinks, uh, it actually, um, I don't know if the mind can actually understand it, but I would just say the, it's, it's, it's the complex of that is like it takes innumerable um, elements of life force to make that even just one single thought to arise. And if you, if you go very subtle, you can notice actually, you, uh, like you can feel certain energy is um, arising yeah. in your system before a thought, thought actually um, uh, appears as a thought. Yeah. And life, you know, force manifests yeah. that and uh, um, you know how each factor affects another. It, 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 it's just beyond, beyond, way beyond the mind's imagination or comprehension. So, um, but anyway, uh, this this kind of knowing is accessible to each of us because that knowing is within each of us, which is from our being. Um, that's also um, uh, the part the mind doesn't really understand is when we sit in silence, actually the silence does speak, especially uh, at a certain point, it gets very clear. It even, uh, it, it even yeah. kind of um, uh, particularize or personal, individualize uh, how to communicate with you because it knows you way better than the mind you are familiar with. It knows you just, mm. yeah. It, <laughs> You're it, special. It's, uh, yeah. it's from the beginning of time, you can say. Not your, just uh, this lifetime. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was beautiful, um, yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So before the, that kind of knowing, just, Remember, don't take it personally. And uh, also remember, each moment has its own completion and perfection without even trying to understand it. Because really, the mind, the conditioned mm-hmm. mind can't. Yes. You cannot, won't be able to. Simply cannot. You can't. You yeah. cannot. Yeah. You have to accept it as is. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the, the, the value of... Uh, <sighs> Or you can say, we are just here to experience and learn and evolve in a way. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're the instrument of that. We're the we're basically this vessel that the life will force will flow through and and yeah, experience like itself. The, you know, the value of the past moment. You know, the, the intelligence in us. All it needs is to look at it and see if there's anything that can be you know learned or improved. And when similar situation arises. Yeah. If you're present without, uh, yeah. you can keep blaming or using yeah. your energy or uh, distract your attention. The mm-hmm. intelligence itself doesn't even actually need the help of the mind. And it uh, responds spontaneously mm-hmm. with that um, uh, experience, yeah. you know. And uh, I mean, mm-hmm. with what's... It's like you have a data, just a database, like a collection, like and everything's categorized. And as you need that okay. skill... It's like input it through your system and you're like, yeah. oh, I didn't know I can, you know, when you put your attention and focus it, you're like, wow, I really, that was a really nice meal. Or, you know, I really folded that, you know, sheet <laughs> perfectly. Like, where did that come from, you know? Yeah, like uh, it's like more, uh, it's more probably obvious <laughs> in like artists, uh, you know, their work, you know, you know, mm-hmm. th- I mean, their work basically sure. has to be creative to to be successful, right? Then, you know, being creative, which means that you didn't learn uh, what you're doing there. I mean, the, the techniques part you learned, but the creative mm-hmm. part, creativity, you know, it, it, it has to come from a different place. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And once we like shed, you know, the, the things that are blocking us in life, like the guilt that, you know, we have carrying through and, you know, trying to be different roles for different people. Once we can kind of shed that thing, the pure enjoyment of life can come through and being in situations like raising children can be really fun because you can see your children as something that has come into your life and, Therefore, you did to enjoy as well. And when you look at them like that, you kind of approach them as a friend and like a well-wisher and like, a, I don't know, the relationship kind of changes and you kind of see them as an equal and the way you talk to them kind of changes because you're not demanding things of them. You're not pretending to ask them things when you're actually directing them for, <laughs> you know, an execution of a task, let's say. But I guess when you can see that, when you can see the other in yourself and you can you know drop the labels drop the roles and i think once you drop the roles the guilt can kind of you know come free from that and then actually you start enjoying to see the through the illusions of guilt is more than that it's mm-hmm. like you um yeah. you actually recognize the argument of the mind with reality for instance, uh, you mm. know, something I yeah. should not have done the way I did. Is it really true? Of course, mm. if you ask the mind, and the mind says, of course it is true. But then you check that with the reality. The reality is you did mm-hmm. it that way. It was done that way. It's done, right? Whether mm-hmm. the mind thinks it should or should not, doesn't matter. It's done. That's the real part. Mm. That's the true part. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, 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 when we investigate a thought, whether it is true or not, for instance, uh, I should not have done that. Like I should not have left my daughter mm. when she was uh, six years old. Yeah. It's 
the the thought is untrue not because I should have left. It's not about should or should not. It's just the fact that I did leave. Mm -hmm. You know, without mm -hmm. judging anything. That's that's uh, that's how the reality communicates with us. This is how yeah. it is. And it doesn't explain itself. Yeah. For instance, uh, you know, like uh, when you ask uh, why the wind, uh, when the leaf asks the wind why the wind blows this way, the wind doesn't say anything. That's how reality um, works. It doesn't explain itself. Mm -hmm. The mind, you know, for individuals, if we take mm -hmm. it personally, oh, yeah. I can give you all the stories. That's why I don't want to tell the story, you know, because yeah. <laughs> each individual experience a particular yeah. moment from so many different uh, angles so many different perspectives right mm. so it, it, they're just stories they're also illusions no matter how true how actual uh, factual mm. based it is still it doesn't tell you the whole yeah. truth because how yeah you're basically when you look back and share that story you're, you're sharing the value of that moment basically you're not sharing the reality of the moment it, you're sharing no the, the, uh, the only the value of what is that what happened and how yeah. i felt yeah. and then what that yeah. feeling did yeah right so uh yeah yeah so yeah yeah so here it is to see through you know the thought is not really true you know should or should not mm thought the kind of thought you know yeah then mm -hmm. yeah you just align the mind with the reality kung wu expressed it beautifully when she said our thoughts are energy take that in like for real our true responsibility in life is fine-tuning our ability to respond hence response ability so once we begin to choose how we respond to situations rather than reacting, this is when we begin to master our own energy that we emit. So let's say, for example, when you walk into a room that has had some drama, you can feel that tension. It's really heavy feeling. It's a low energy. So now if you think if my vibrational frequency is of love, harmony, peace, and I'm actually radiating that, it's going to show up in my life. That's just how the law of attraction works. Whatever you become and radiate is drawn to you in life. So keep the good vibes going and have a great week. Bye.